Hi, and welcome to the Annex Podcast Elevate YM Edition. We're a youth group at the Building Christian Fellowship that believes that you can have a real and relevant relationship with Jesus, even at a young age. And we pray you enjoyed this message from last Thursday. Now, you guys, we made it. I know it's already been, what, like seven days, a week into 2021, and it already feels like 2020, the sequel already. But I I know, you know, even though things might seem like they might be going crazy again or things might seem uncertain, be sure that we serve a God that that isn't shaken by circumstance. We serve a God that isn't shaken by uh, elections or anything like that. I mean, we serve a faithful and consistent God. And so... With it being the beginning of the year, I know a lot of people are making plans for what they're going to do during the year. Uh, maybe you started a diet this year. You're like, you know what? I'm going to get right. Uh, my, summer, my summer, hopefully, uh, COVID body is going to be all good. Get rid of those COVID pounds and stuff like that. You know, maybe you got a plan to, I don't know, maybe start a business or maybe you got a plan this year to get all A's in your classes and stuff like that. Maybe you got the opportunity to get a job, whatever it may be. A lot of us are making plans to start off our year so that we can, can kind of have that New Year's resolution. If there's just one thing that I want you guys to consider tonight, and I want you to consider this. Have you considered that maybe that the plans that you're making aren't really, I don't know, fit for the long run? And when I mean long run, I mean real, real long run, because a lot of times we can make plans just for the moment. When you're really, really hungry, like I am right now, you know, we're doing this 21-day fast right now, and Lord Jesus, I've been sipping on my water and trying to keep close to my Bible, but when you're hungry and you make plans for dinner, you're making it for that moment. When, 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 when you want to make yourself better for the school year, you're making plans for that season, or maybe, you know, you're making plans for a five-year plan or a 10-year plan, but what I want to want you guys to consider tonight is the fact that We serve a God that gives us a plan for eternity, for eternity. Eternity is forever plus. Eternity is is, is more vast than you can think. That we serve a God that loves us enough, that cares about us enough to give us a plan for eternity. And us as Christians, this, this is how we should be. If we call ourselves Christians, if we call ourselves followers of Christ, then our plans should line up with his plans, no matter how simple. I remember one year, like a couple years ago, there was this women's conference, and the women's speaker said, man, I pray for God what I should eat for breakfast. I'm like, really? You praying, you praying to Jesus for Cheerios and, and, and oatmeal? Like, is that serious? And for some people, it's like, look, if I want my life to be aligned with Christ, I check in with him for everything. And, and here's what I'm encouraging you guys. I'm not saying that, like, God, Jesus, should I eat Apple Jacks or should I eat Honey Nut Cheerios this morning? I'm not saying that you have to necessarily go that far, but listen, have the heart that says, you know what, God, before I make any plans, before I make any steps, before I make any decisions towards my future, I'm going to acknowledge you first so that I can make the right steps and the right plans that you have for me. And so over the next couple of weeks, you guys, we're going to talk about God's plan. Can somebody say God's plan? God's plan. And the title of tonight's message is this. God's plan, this is the way. For all my Star Wars fans, you'll get that a little bit later. But turn with me to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And Ivy, I'm still feeding back just a little bit, a little ringy ding ding. But John chapter 14, starting from verse 1, it says, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home. 
If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. One more time. Jesus told them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. We're talking about God's plan tonight, you guys. This is the way. Now, I'm not going to be before you guys very long, but we're going to go over three points uh, 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 to recognize what the real way is in our lives. That's Jesus Christ. And our first point tonight is this. Place your faith in Jesus in the midst of doubts. Place your faith in Jesus in the midst of doubts. Now, there was this one time a couple of months ago, you know, we just recently got a new couch. And before we ended up deciding to buy our couch at the uh, furniture store, a family member of mine, uh, more specifically Papa, had got a phone call, and lo and behold, you wouldn't believe it, somebody had a couch they were getting rid of. So I was like, all right, bet where they live, we'll go pick it up, it's all good. So it just so happened that the person that owned the couch had lived in an area where Papa used to live. So that day, it was me, it was Deacon Reuben, and it was Papa. We were rolling out to uh, this neighborhood in Rio Vista to go pick up this couch, right? And so, you know, it's 2020 at the time. I got a phone. I could have put in uh, Apple Maps or Waze or whatever I wanted to use to get me to my destination, right? And so I was like, you know what? Papa's right in the front seat. He's going to be the guy that's going to guide us. He's, he's been up and down these roads, been up and down Highway 12. I'm going to let him lead us today. Go ahead, and Papa, I'm driving. You go ahead and tell me where to turn. Everything was going good until we got to the neighborhood. Now, mind you, this particular neighborhood is like a retirement community. There's a lot of houses, but it's in one big circle, okay? One big old circle with like a golf course all in between there, right? And so he's telling us like, look, you're going to make a right here. You're going to make a left. You're going to make a right. So we're looking. We made a right. We made a left. But there was no right. Papa, where's the right? I don't see any right. So we go back around the circle again for a second time. Still don't see this right. Go around again, still don't see this right. So I'm kind of giving the side eye to Reuben like, look up the, look at the address, look at the address. Now look it up in my phone, and we're telling Papa like, Papa, the directions right here are telling me to turn over here and not to the right. There is no right to turn on. It's saying turn left. And Papa's like, no, 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 trust me, we're going to turn right. I was like, all right, Papa, I'm going to trust you. Then after like the eighth or ninth time, I'm not exaggerating, the eighth or ninth time we ran around this circle, finally Papa's like, well, go ahead and look at your instructions and see what the instructions say. Lo and behold, the instructions are what led us to our destination. And here's the point I'm trying to make. There are going to be times in your life where, where you're going to know the word, you're going you're gonna, to uh, uh, have a reference that's called the Bible, and, and, and you're going to be given a certain direction to live your life. You're going to have people that are around you, people that are close to you, people that you love, your friends, your family, whoever it may be, that are going to steer you away from what God has for you. But even in the midst of doubts, even in you doubting your own thought process, even in you doubting the people that you may trust, trust and put your faith in Jesus in the midst of doubts. 
in this particular situation in Scripture, Jesus had laid something on them that was, was heavy. Is, is they saw Jesus as a Messiah, they saw him as a Savior, but they had their own idea of what a Savior is supposed to be. You see, Jesus, during those times, they were under captivity. Jesus was supposed to come through and, and, and flip tables and, and turn up and take over the Roman Empire. But Jesus told them, he's like, look, for a little while, I'm going to have to go away. I'm going to have to go and prepare a place for you guys. I'm going to have to uh, uh, leave for a moment, and, and I'm going to do some things for you guys that's going to that's gonna make you even better than you are now. That's going to uh, allow us to have an even better relationship than we have now. And so when Jesus opens up in John chapter 14, and what we see is John chapter 14, he's telling them, look, don't let your hearts be troubled. You already know the word of God. Trust in God and also trust in me. Like, look, trust in the word that was given to you and also trust in me. We have to have the mindset that regardless of what's going on, regardless of how people have done us, regardless of the things that happen in our lives, that we have to put our faith in Jesus and how to live. That Jesus gives us commandments, that Jesus teaches us how to live. Jesus shows us through his word how we're supposed to live. Listen, whoever's listening under the sound of, my bo- uh, sound of my voice, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and also trust in Jesus. It's all in one. Trust in Jesus. Put your faith in Jesus. So our first point was place your faith in Jesus in the midst of doubts. That was place your faith in Jesus in the midst of doubts. Our second point is this, Jesus has prepared a place for us. Jesus has prepared a place for us. Now listen, I I know there are songs out there like, well, there's a ghetto in heaven and then you're going to, you know, streets paved with gold and all these different things. But here's what, here's the, the concept that I want you guys to get. When we get to heaven as believers, as followers of Christ, followers of Christ, as children of the most high God, when we get to heaven, we're going to be fully just like, in a place that just feels like home because ultimately as Christians, as believers, this earth, this, this vessel is not our home. Heaven is our home. Philippians 3.20 says this, it says, but we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives and we are eagerly, we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our savior. As believers, we are to be eagerly waiting for his return because God is the one that gave us a promise. Like, look, Because of your sin, you deserved hell and damnation. You deserve that. But because of Jesus' sacrifice, because of what he did on the cross, because of him raising from the dead and conquering death, through that he's able to give us uh, eternity with him. I want you to recognize this too. Like heaven isn't temporary. Heaven is is eternal bliss and, and being in the full presence of our God. Away from sickness away from death, away from sorrow, but fully in the presence of God where we can worship him from all eternity, away from this flesh, away from this wicked place. Jesus has prepared a place for us. Not not that that we would have to be cast off into hell for what we did, but but he loved us enough to, to, to make a way for us to be with him, even though we didn't deserve it. Jesus loves you that much. Jesus loves you so much that, look, Even though you've done this wrong, even though you've fallen short, and that's what sin means. It means missing the mark. Even though you've fallen short of the standard of righteousness, I will be your righteousness. So trust in me. Don't be troubled. It says back in John chapter 14, there is more than enough room in my father's house. 
There's more than enough room in my father's house. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? You know what I think when I read John chapter 14, verse 2? When it says, there is more than enough room in my father's home, I, I think about the holidays. And I don't know how you guys experienced your holidays this year, but just this past year, um, we had the opportunity to open up our doors to have my sister-in-law come and stay. And there was this whole conversation of, well, uh, I'm not sure if you guys have enough space. It's like, no, we have plenty of space for you to be here. We love you enough to so that you don't have to go out and get a, a place somewhere else. You have a place where you can be safe. You have a place where you can be fed, you can be warm, that you can have a, a safe place for you and your daughter. That's what I think about when I read this verse, is that, look, you don't have to go anywhere else. I'm going to prepare a safe place for you, a, a, a place where you can experience love and affection, a place where, where, where you have plenty of room, so I'm inviting you to come and live in my father's house. This is what I think when Jesus says this. He's basically saying, like, look, even though you don't think that you have enough room, even though, even though you don't think that you're good enough to, to, to be a follower of, of Christ or to be a Christian, even though you don't think that you're good enough to be one of these uh, uh, Holy Ghost-filled Christians, Christ has room for you. Christ has room for you in his heavenly house. So, so instead of making, uh, uh, instead of making uh, uh, your own idea of what it means to be righteous and making up your own idea of what it means to get to heaven or your own idea uh, of making it into the good place, here's what I'm encouraging you to do. We go back to our first point is, look, place your faith in Jesus in the midst of doubts. Like, look, a part of you placing your faith in Jesus is this. Even though I've messed up, even though I've fallen short, even though I've made the most worst mistakes and I've said the dirtiest things and I've had the dirtiest thoughts and all these different things, God is, God is so good. God is so good that it overcomes all that wrong and that evilness. That that sacrifice that he did on the cross overcomes all the sins that I, have, I will ever do. That's, that's, that's a part in trusting in God's plan for eternity on our, uh, for us. Is that, look, in the midst of my dirt, in the midst of me doing wrong, God, you give me grace so that I can be saved through faith. That in, in the midst of, 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 of the darkness and in, in the, in the, in the stupid decisions that I put myself in, God, you made a way for me uh, to be in relationship with you for all time. So our first point is place your faith in Jesus in the midst of doubts. The second point is Jesus has prepared a place for us that he loved us so much that, that the, in spite of our sin, he, he prepared a way for us to, 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 to be with him forever. And our last point is this, as I come to a close, is Jesus provides an exclusive way to heaven that includes anyone that will trust in him. Like, whoa, whoa wait a minute, JR, say that one more time. Jesus provides an exclusive way to heaven that includes anyone that will trust in him. It says in John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Except through me. Jesus provides an exclusive way to heaven that includes anyone that will trust in him. That sounds like a familiar verse, doesn't it? Anybody familiar with John 3, 16? In John 3, 16, I, you know, I'm not expecting that everybody knows their Bible, but for God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone 
who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. In this particular uh, uh, translation, it says everyone, but in another translation and version, it says whosoever. It says whosoever believes in him. And when you look at that word, when you look at the word in the original language, and you look at what it says, it literally means to, to, be, uh, 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 to be persuaded. Like, I am persuaded that God loves me by what he did for me on the cross. I am persuaded that, that, that I'm, I am not good enough on my own, that I couldn't do anything righteous, that I couldn't uh, add up enough points or, 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 or make up this whole righteousness type deal to get myself into heaven. That when I believe in Jesus, that I believe in the work that he did on the cross, that when I believe in Jesus, that I believe that what I was doing before I met him was wrong and it was wicked and it's something that won't lead me to him. So what I have to do because I believe is that I repent from the life I used to know and I turn towards Christ the way, the truth, and the life. So it's important that we recognize, guys, we live in the age of information. And look, there will be people in this world that are in dark places that will try and say that there are many ways to heaven, but we know and we are sure as Christians, as believers, that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. Not one of the ways, not the main way, but the way. Jesus made himself the way to the Father. Jesus made himself the way to, to eternal life in heaven. So here's what I'm encouraging you guys to do. It, it, it's, look, it reads in Romans chapter 10. Here's what I'm encouraging you guys to do. Romans 10 verse 9. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Does it say you might? Does it say uh, you kind of might be or you're going to do some other stuff? It says, no, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. It begins with believing. Not just that Jesus is real, but, but, but that his works are real too. That his righteousness is real too. That his goodness is real too. And when we believe and we're convinced and we're persuaded that the goodness of God is way better than any other goodness that we can come from, we throw this goodness that we used to think was goodness and we treat it as trash, we, we, we treat it as the crap that it is, and we embrace the goodness and the righteousness of God. That's what it means to truly believe in God. Not just saying that I'm a Christian or I go to church sometimes or I tune in on, on YouTube and Facebook every week. It means really believing. It means not just believing in your mind that, oh, well, these Christian things are a good idea. No, I believe in my heart. The very thing that, that, that drives my emotions, that, that, that drives the way that I behave, I believe deep down in my heart. I believe that, that, that Jesus died on the cross for me, that he rose from the dead on my behalf. That, 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 that the, 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 the sacrifice that he made on the cross was good once and for all. We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Not by works, lest any of us can boast, lest any of us can say, well, you know, I got a premier ticket to heaven. No, they're saved and not saved. 
There's, there's, there's going to heaven and spending eternity with our, our loving God, and, and there's eternal damnation in hell. That's the reality. That's the truth. That's the life. Listen, man, we, we weren't created to be separated from God. I've been in this study lately in the book of Genesis where it, it talks about us being made in God's image. Where in Genesis it says, let us make man in our image. And I've been studying and I've been trying to meditate on my word. I'm like, what do you mean, God? Like, do we look like you? Like, we, there's, there's, we got so many different skin colors and ethnicities and different things like that. But when you look at God in his three persons, when you look at the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, how they all move in one, Jesus constantly talks about him being one with the Father, him being united with the Father. And here's what I'm encouraging you guys to do. Don't just, don't just believe that God is real. Believe in, in his sacrifice. Become unified with God. It, it, there's a prayer that Jesus prayed where he says, look, I just pray that, 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 that I and them are one like me and you are one when Jesus was praying to the Father. And tonight, this is what we're going to pray for. We're going to pray for unity with our God. That starts with your repentance. Amen? Amen. Pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, for another day, God. We just thank you for the sacrifice that you made for us on the cross, Lord. That you didn't have to do it, but you did, Lord God. You shared your love for us by sacrificing yourself, by making yourself the way for us, God. And Lord, tonight we repent of our sins. We turn away from the things that we used to know, God, and we turn towards you. God, we believe not just with our minds, we believe in our hearts, Lord God, that you died on the cross for us. God, we don't just believe that you're real in our minds, just in, in theory or, or, or in good works or in morality, God. We believe in our hearts that you are, are the only goodness in our lives, God. So tonight, God, we embrace the goodness, God. We are asking that, 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 that you give us your spirit tonight, God so that we can abide in you and abide in you as your word abides in us, God. God, I pray for each and every person in the sound of my voice, Lord, that, that they are not afraid, God, of your presence. They don't, they don't run away from the opportunity of getting to know who you are, God. God, I am praying that you meet each and every person under the sound of my voice, over the broadcast, God, and you meet them in their homes, Lord. Creating us clean hearts, renewing us right spirits tonight, God. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.